1: So remote access Trojan is a piece of malware that will allow an attacker full control, like a remote control of the system on which it's installed.
0: That's Deepin Desai, Senior Director of Security Research and Operations at Zscaler. He and his team have been analyzing a clever bit of malware they've named Cobian RAT.
1: There are many popular RATs out there like NJRAT, Hworm is another variant. What it allows the attacker to do is things like, you know, monitor your webcam, take a recording of the audio from the surrounding using the microphone. Uh, The attacker can actually view all the system files, download, upload files, execute anything he wants. So uh, that's basically a quick uh, nutshell of what a rat is capable of doing.
0: And so take us through what uh, initially tipped you off about this new rat.
1: So initially, we thought this is just yet another RAT uh, which was spawned off from the leaked NJ RAT code. We saw the post in February two thousand seventeen. What was happening over there was the original author was offering a builder kit for Cobian RAT for free, and this is not—I uh, mean, it's it's not unusual. There are cases where someone's doing beta and encouraging people to test it out. Uh, So we just took it as yet another free rat. But once we started seeing some in the wild payloads for this family, uh, it caught our attention. Uh, We saw that it's no longer just something that's in testing. There are actually samples out there. We saw certain samples hit our cloud sandbox as well. And that's when we started analyzing not just uh, samples, but also the original builder kit using which those samples were generated. Once we started seeing a lot of malicious samples, and we've seen like 100 unique samples for this family till now, uh, we started analyzing the builder kit, basically reversed uh, the code behind it. And we observed that uh, the builder kit had a backdoor integrated by the original author. The way it works is, I mean, you could call it a pyramid scheme as well, uh, but there's just three layers. So there's this original author who uh, constructed this builder kit. The builder kit is then circulated using underground forums. uh, And then the second level operators, uh, malware operators, uh, who fall for that will take that kit, generate their own malware payload, configure it to talk to their own controlled CNC server, they will then leverage things like email spam, you know, botnets, exploit kits to circulate those payload to end users, right? So each of those second-level operators are forming their own botnet for their own uh, financial purposes, right? They're, they're making gains through stealing credentials. They're making gains through installing other malware families. Uh, everyone has their own agenda, Mm-hmm. but what's happening over here is uh, the CNC server that's sitting at the second level operator is secretly calling back to a paste bin URL that the original author configured right and that's where it gets uh, a new command and control server which is the backdoor cNC server that allows the attacker, the original guy to communicate with all the victim machines right so So he basically has access to all the botnets that are formed by the second level operators using his builder kit.
0: And so the people who took advantage of this free offer, um, obviously they did not know they were having a backdoor uh, along with uh, the, the software that they were getting. Um, so take us through what do we think is the motivation behind the person who put the backdoor in? What, what is their gain? Is it merely just to have a, a sort of a larger network um, with other people doing the work for them?
1: Yeah, it's, it's basically like a crowdsource model, except uh, that the per- people who are doing the job, a dirty job, don't know that they're doing it for someone else, right? Another good point that you raised was the original guy, he actually added a evasion technique. Um, so what he did was when the second level operator opens the builder kit on a machine and runs a test payload on the same machine, the backdoor module will not be activated. So he's trying to make sure that the second-level guys don't find out that there is a backdoor inside the builder kit. But if the malware payload runs on a different machine, in that case, uh, the backdoor module will get activated. That's how he's trying to ensure that the second-level guys don't find out that there is a backdoor module. They do all the dirty work. And then the first, uh, I mean, the original guy can then communicate with all the infected hosts using that channel.
0: Now, with the second level people who've gone and installed these rats, uh, you know, around the world, would they be aware that something was going on behind the scenes? Is, does the back door run invisibly or would, would they notice any
1: degradation of the system running for their purposes? I mean, a smart uh, adversary would be able to find out because there is uh, some level of network activity that's happening, uh, but uh, it is less likely. Like, I mean, uh, otherwise we wouldn't be seeing so many new payloads, uh, which are built using the backdoor builder kit. I see. So tell us about
0: what you're seeing in the wild with this.
1: So in the wild, we saw one of the signed payload which was pretending to be uh, an excel document and it was uh, signed using a fake certificate belonging to Videoland. Uh, they're known for the vlc media player again it, it's pretty standard the executable pretends to be a document it's uh, uh, packed using a dotnet packer it contains the cobian rat which is embedded inside the resource section there are a series of uh, NT debugging checks that happens on the victim machine before the actual rat is installed so what are the features
0: that are included in
1: this particular bot right so this rat like many other popular rats will have features such as keylogger uh, screen capture uh, webcam access voice recorder file browser it allows uh, the attacker to even run remote commands and then one interesting feature that we saw which which is also seen in some of the recent rats but only in the newer rats was uh, ability to install dynamic plugins so the attacker could actually add a new feature and the rat will just dynamically pull it from the cnc server and execute that
0: I see. And, and have you seen any examples of what sorts of functionality would be enabled by plugins?
1: Uh, we, we didn't see in the case that we were using. It could be just a test feature for now, but uh, I mean, it will work. We analyze the function that is responsible for executing the plugin and it's fully functional.
0: I see. So take us through what happens in terms of the uh, the command and control activity.
1: So uh, there are, uh, just like I mentioned, there are like two uh, command and control activities that are taking place. One that's for the backdoor, which is taking place from the builder kit to the attacker control CNC server. The CNC servers uh, in both cases are leveraging dynamic DNS domains. So the one that we included in our blog was swiss 111ddnsnet So These are like throwaway domains, and they will keep switching those domains uh, very frequently so that uh, a URL or a domain-based block list will not be effective in flagging the CNC communication. The first beaconing uh, that will happen after a successful infection uh, will include things like username, system name, operating system that's running, what kind of antivirus is installed. Uh, whether there is a webcam uh, enabled or not, and name of the process uh, using which the RAT is operational on the system.
0: And so what ways does the RAT um, try to uh, protect itself from things like antivirus?
1: So the malware author is using a .NET cryptor, uh, which will package the file and make it highly obfuscated as well, uh, which will make it very difficult for AV vendors to catch it. And once installed, uh, I mean, the attacker has the ability to disable uh, AV processes and stay hidden.
0: So what is your recommendation in terms of people protecting themselves against this sort of rat?
1: Uh, recommendations are standard, honestly, on, in this case. Like, if you see, uh, you know, attachments arriving to you where the sender is not known, you should not open it. Don't blindly trust it. I would also recommend, you know, defense in-depth strategy. Uh, you need multiple layers inspecting all the payloads that are arriving to you. Any payload that arrives from the internet needs to be scanned using multiple layers of security that are able to talk with each other, right? So uh, I'll give some examples that most enterprise networks will have uh, uh, on as part of their security stack. So Sandbox is one, right? Uh, Then there is uh, deep packet inspection. You need to scan the content that's coming in. Uh, You need to sandbox the payloads that are uh, getting into your network. And then the third most important one, which uh, unfortunately is not very widely deployed, is SSL inspection. So if the payload is getting delivered to you using, say, something like Dropbox right, uh, or any of the media sharing sites, Uh, Over SSL, then you're uh, basically blind to it, and then you're relying on your end user to make the smart decision. Uh, Again, I'm going to summarize it. Defense in depth, you need multiple layers that are capable of talking uh, with each other. So if a sandbox flags a payload, uh, the deep packet inspection needs to start blocking the subsequent download attempts. You need uh, user education, uh, things that should not be clicked, opened, uh, and then strict operating system level controls, where you are not allowing all end users the ability to execute uh, unknown applications.
0: Is there any sense that, uh, now that the word is out, that this Cobian uh, rat contains a backdoor, is there any sense uh, in, the, uh, in the forums on which this was being distributed that uh, that word is out
1: and um, you know, has, it, has it got a, a bad reputation? we're actually looking, uh, we're actually monitoring that. We haven't seen any update on that. Uh, The thing that we were a little disappointed was uh, we also reached out to Pastebin uh, (laughs) and the rat author has an active account over there that he's using um, uh, to distribute CNC server information, right? Um, That's still active.
0: I mean, are there any, I'm thinking of, um, you know, behavioral detection. If I have this running on my system, are, are the, the usual, you know, things that will, um, you know, look for strange data leaving my system, looking for strange uses of the, the camera, the microphone and so forth, or
1: are they going to nab this sort of thing? Yeah, having a good heuristic detection, you know, things like uh, looking at the process tree. Uh, but again, just relying on something that's sitting on the host where this rat is running, uh, I, I would say that's a hit or miss situation. So you should have something sitting on the network uh, that is also inspecting the traffic going back and forth from the compromise system.
0: I think, um, you know, there's sort of, uh, as, as you all point out in, in your report, that uh, there's a, there's sort of a delicious irony that these folks who are looking to, uh, to distribute these rats are themselves being the victims of someone else who's up to no good.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it is definitely an irony that yeah. we're seeing uh, the second level guys being duped by the first level guy and they're doing all the dirty work and they don't even know that they're doing it for someone else.
0: Our thanks to Deepin Desai from Zscaler for joining us. You can find their complete report on the Cobian Rat on Zscaler's website.